Chapter 19 of Original Stories from Real Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Original Stories from Real Life by Mary Walsencraft. Chapter 19 Charity. The History of Peggy and Her Family the sailor's widow i have often remarked to you said mrs mason one morning to her pupils that we are all dependent on each other and this dependence is wisely ordered by our heavenly father to call forth many virtues to exercise the best affections of the human heart and fix them into habits while we impart pleasure we receive it and feel the grandeur of our immortal soul as it is constantly struggling to spread itself into futurity perhaps the greatest pleasure i have ever received has arisen from the habitual exercise of charity in its various branches the view of a distressed object has made me now think of conversing about one branch of it that of giving alms you know peggy the young girl whom i wish to have most about my person i mean i wish it for her own sake that i may have an opportunity of improving her mind and cultivating a good capacity as to attendance i never give much trouble to any fellow-creature for i choose to be independent of caprice and artificial wants unless indeed when i am sick then i thankfully receive the assistance i would willingly give to others in the same situation I believe I have not in the world a more faithful friend than Peggy, and her earnest desire to please me gratifies my benevolence, for I always observe with delight the workings of a grateful heart. I lost a darling child, said Mrs. Mason, smothering a sigh, in the depth of winter. Death had before deprived me of her father, and when I lost my child, he died again the wintry prospects suiting the temper of my soul i have sat looking at a wide waste of trackless snow for hours and the heavy sullen fog that the feeble rays of the sun could not pierce gave me back an image of my mind i was unhappy and the sight of dead nature accorded with my feelings for all was dead to me as the snow began to melt i took a walk and observe the birds hopping about with drooping wings or mute on the leafless boughs the mountain whose sides had lost the snow looked black yet still some remained on the summit and formed a contrast to diversify the dreary prospect i walked thoughtfully along when the appearance of a poor man who did not beg struck me very forcibly his shivering limbs were scarcely sheltered from the cold by the tattered garments that covered him and he had a sharp famished look i stretched out my hand with some relief in it i would not inquire into the particulars of such obvious distress the poor wretch caught my hand and hastily dropping on his knees thanked me in an ecstasy as if he had almost lost sight of hope and was overcome by the sudden relief his attitude for i cannot bear to see a fellow-creature kneel and eager thanks oppressed my weak spirits so that i could not for a moment ask him any more questions 
but as soon as i recollected myself i learned from him the misfortunes that had reduced him to such extreme distress and he hinted that i could not guess the good i had done i imagined from this hint that he was meditating his own destruction when i saw him to spare himself the misery of seeing his infant perish starved to death in every sense of the word i will now hasten to the sequel of the account his wife had lately had a child she was very ill at the time and want of proper food and a defence against the inclemency of the weather hurried her out of the world the poor child peggy had sucked in disease and nourishment together and now even that wretched source had failed the breast was cold that had afforded the scanty support and the little innocent smiled unconscious of its misery i sent for her added mrs mason and her father dying a few years after she has ever been a favorite charge of mine and nursing of her in some measure dispelled the gloom in which i had been almost lost ah my children you know not how many houseless heads bide the pitiless storm i received soon after a lesson of resignation from a poor woman who was a practical philosopher she had lost her husband a sailor and lost his wages also as she could not prove his death she came to me to beg some pieces of silk to make some pin cushions for the boarders of a neighboring school her lower weeds were patched with different colored rags but they spoke not variety of wretchedness on the contrary they showed a mind so content that want and bodily pain did not prevent her thinking of the opinion of casual observers this woman lost a husband and a child suddenly and her daily bread was precarious i cheered the widow's heart and my own was not quite solitary but i am growing melancholy whilst i am only desirous of pointing out to you how very beneficial charity is because it enables us to find comfort when all our worldly comforts are blighted besides when our bowels yearn to our fellow-creatures we feel that the love of god dwelleth in us and then we cannot always go on our way sorrowing end of chapter nineteen recording by john brandon